Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Happiest Hour on Earth. If you're watching on YouTube, you could tell that Emily is not on the show tonight, and there's a there's a reason for it. Our three-month-old son is going through a regression right now. If you don't know what a regression is, it pretty much means that we have no free time at night. He is just constantly waking up, and um, we're very, very tired. And so we decided it'd probably be best if Emily was just kind of on call because he would pro he's probably going to be waking up a few times throughout the filming of this episode. So if you hear a little baby scream, he's okay. Emily's on it. But we're hoping that next week he's kind of out of this regression so that Emily could be back on the show because we have a very fun topic that we cannot wait to discuss. And speaking of fun topics, we have a very exciting topic here tonight. We are going to be talking about Disney's biggest competitor, Universal, and their plans to be number one in the theme park industry. There are a couple of things that Universal is doing that really shows us they are aiming for that number one spot. And so we already knew about a couple of projects that they are working on, a couple of parks that they are building, and we'll talk about them a little bit more in depth, but there's one in Texas, there's also one in Las Vegas. But just recently, we found out that they have plans to build a theme park in the UK, Universal Great Britain. And so we are going to be diving in, we're going to be talking about these new parks. Also, we're going to be talking about is Disney kind of slacking off do they even need to build any more parks to compete is universal going to take that number one spot it's a lot of stuff and i cannot wait to talk about it so let's go ahead and jump into this episode all right so before we jump into this episode if you are watching on youtube go ahead and click that like button also subscribe to our channel it really helps out so so much also if you are watching comment below and let us know your favorite disney park in all of the world we cannot wait to hear your response if you're listening on a podcasting platform if you could hit that follow button and rate us five stars or write us a five-star review that really helps our show out a lot as well we thank you so much for all of your love and support over these past couple of years. It's it's meant so much to us. But jumping into this episode, we are going to first look at how many Disney parks there are. And then we're going to be talking about what is already there on the Universal side and what they're planning to build. So starting with Disney, Disney has six parks. And the first park was Disneyland that opened in 1955. The second park was Walt Disney World, 1971. The one after that was Tokyo Disneyland that opened in 1983. After that, they opened Disneyland Paris in 1992. After that was Hong Kong Disneyland in 2005. And then their most recent park was Shanghai Disney that opened in 2016. Now, if we look at Universal, they have less parks than Disney. They have five parks that are open currently. However, once all these plans are done, they will have two parks more than Disney. They will have eight in total. So their first park was Universal Studios Hollywood. That opened in 1964. Then it went Universal Orlando in 1990, getting into that Florida game, trying to defeat Walt Disney World there. And then after that, they went to Universal Japan in 2001. Wow, so it follows a very similar trajectory. We got California, Florida, Japan, 
all all similar there. Universal Japan opened in 2001, and then they opened Universal Singapore in 2011. And then after that, their most recent park was Universal Beijing in 2021. A newer park than Shanghai. And there's a lot of really cool rides over there. Go check out the POV videos if you haven't yet. Some really cool technology, really cool rides there. But they have plans to open a few more that we already know about. So the Universal Kids Resort, this doesn't have a name, but this is going to be a smaller park that is focused more strictly on the family-friendly content that Universal has to offer. So probably how to train your dragon despicable me so really kind of focusing on the family friendly environment they said you know texas is getting a lot of younger families and they decided you know we we need to build something over here in texas to kind of get that um get that market share there and so this is opening in frisco texas and it sounds like it could possibly open in 2026 so two more years now this isn't going to be a huge park they said that they want to kind of focus on making more mini parks, but spread them out a little bit just so that people can still experience it, even if it's not a full park. You know, it's more you go there for the day, have a really fun time. Um, if you live close there, maybe that's something you do a little more often than one of these big resorts, you know? Maybe you do it once a month, you go over there and experience all of this. So, this is going to be 92 acres. And to put that in comparison, Disney's California Adventure is 72 acres. So, it's actually bigger than that space right there. So that's going to be interesting because Disneyland and Universal have one on either coast, California and Florida. And so they are going to be the first ones stepping into, you know, right in the middle of the U.S. in Texas. So that will be very interesting to see if that shifts people's vacations. You know, maybe they live in the middle or close to the middle of the United States. Maybe they go down there, um, but I'm not really sure because you know people usually want to, if they're like in the middle, they'll usually go to Orlando and experience all that Orlando has to offer. But another thing that Universal is doing is they are making something called the Universal Horror Unleashed. And so this is a very small park. I think it's actually within an entertainment center. I think it's called Area 15 or something like that. So this is only 20 acres. So a lot smaller, but this is a permanent spot for all of their horror properties. And you know that their Halloween Horror Nights are so, so popular. People love going to them. They are absolutely terrifying. I would never go because I would not survive probably. Um, but so they are going to now be having a permanent place. So you could go there, have your Halloween fun year round. I think that's such a cool idea. Also, in Epic Universe, which is going to be Universal Orlando, there's also a horror, like classic horror section of Epic Universe there. So they're really tapping into this market, this market that, you know, people love horror movies and they could now experience that year round. Pretty crazy. And I talk about this in one of our videos that we did a few months back about Epic Universe and Disney's response to that. I could pop it up on here if you're watching on YouTube, but now there's going to be something on the West Coast that's going to be horror, and I think that's going to be huge for them. But there's something else coming. We knew about those two, the kids resort and the horror resort, but we just found out about Universal Great Britain. They don't have any parks in Europe, and so this is coming. It's going to be about 480 acres, and so to put that into perspective, Universal Orlando is 541 acres. So this is going to be pretty huge. And how this went about is that 
In September of 2023, it was discovered that the website domains universalgreatbritain.com and universalstudiosgreatbritain.com were registered. And people were like, are they going to be doing something in Europe? Well, in December of 2023, a spokesperson from Universal Destinations and Experiences confirmed that they bought about 500 acres in Bedford, England, and are exploring the possibilities for a potential park and resort. So this is huge that they're getting in the European market. And so this is really, really interesting because even through our page, we have connected with and just loved talking to a lot of Disney UK fans. There's a whole bunch of Disney UK fans out there, and most of them call Disneyland Paris their home park, but a lot of them will fly to Orlando and just experience Walt Disney World. And while they're there, we'll also do Universal as they're in the States. But this is very interesting because everyone loves all the Harry Potter theming at Universal. And if you live in London and there's a Universal closer by... Are you going to start going to Universal more than Disneyland Paris? Because you could do day trips, you could do short weekend trips that could steal some of that market share from Disneyland Paris. And so very, very curious to see how that plays out because I think Disney and Universal, back then maybe it was totally different, like Disney owned Universal, but now Universal is putting out some great stuff. So I think there's going to be a lot of UK Disney fans that will plan some trips to Universal Great Britain instead of Disneyland Paris. I know there's still going to be a lot of people to get that Disney feel will go to Paris, but I think that could definitely have an impact. But when we're talking about Universal Great Britain, there's rumors that this could open by 2030, which is crazy. That's only six years. I don't know how you could do that in six years, but one thing that we have seen is that Universal is so much quicker than Disney. You look at rides that have been talked about for a super long time, and they still aren't in development. Universal said, we're going to build this epic universe and they're completing it in such a short amount of time. And so they have a vision when they announce it to the public, they're working on it and they're getting it done. So I could see them really challenging Disney in Europe by 2030, which is absolutely crazy. Now, as we look at location, Bedford is about an hour to an hour and a half away from London. It's about 60 miles or 96 kilometers. If we look at, you know, London to Disneyland Paris, that's about six hours by car, um, two-ish hours by train, and only an hour and 20 flight from London to Paris. But that's still not that bad. But if you could just do like a quick train to Bedford and you're in London, there's going to be a lot more people doing a day trip for sure, I think. But let's talk about what you can actually find in this Universal Great Britain Park. There are some rumors out there and it's said that they're going to try to touch some IPs that aren't really used in other Universal parks. It's also said that they aren't going to be like copying rides from like Universal Orlando or Hollywood. And so I love that idea because that gives people a reason to travel and, you know, go on these new rides and experience these new properties that they haven't actually experienced before. And some of the properties that are being thrown around right now are Lord of the Rings. Awesome. James Bond and Paddington. And then they're obviously going to be having Harry Potter as well. So having a Harry Potter land that's different and different rides than what we already know you know there's going to be so many people going over there and experiencing that those will be really really cool to experience you also have like a very wide range of possibilities you know 
there's been nothing Lord of the Rings ever. So you're going to get a whole bunch of people who might not even go to theme parks, but who just want to experience that side of things. Also, James Bond, if you're going to be able to, you know, feel like James Bond on a ride or something like that, that's a whole different demographic as well. Paddington, a lot of kids, you know, going to meet Paddington. And then Harry Potter, that that's, sounds amazing. And so I would definitely, definitely love to go visit. But should Disney be trying to compete with this? Should they see this as a threat? Should they try to respond? Um, we talked about that in another episode. Should they respond to Epic Universe by building another gate at Walt Disney World? I think that they should. I'm not sure if they will. But should they open a total new park in Europe? Well, let's look at some of the cons. Some of the cons, if they open in Great Britain, is that it rains a lot there. And so you know, having an outside park, I heard a lot of amusement parks in London will only open certain times of the year when they know it's not going to be rainy because it's not, you know, profitable when it's when it's crazy rain all the time. But while Disney World has crazy weather and people still go there, so maybe that's not that big of a deal. Also, like I said, if they were to open something in Great Britain, especially like London area, that could be like cannibalizing some of the people who would go to Disneyland Paris because it's not that far. Like I said, you know, having a universal thing over in the UK can definitely like shift people away from Disneyland Paris, I think. But you don't want to do like two Disney parks too close to each other because it doesn't really make sense. But let's say you do have it in London. There's going to be people in the other big cities in England, like Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, that are probably going to go to that park rather than Disneyland Paris because in those other big cities to go to Disneyland Paris, instead of six hour drives, it's closer to about a 10 hour drive. And so, you know, to get to London, it would be a lot shorter for them. So you might get a lot more people there, but maybe you build a park that's not in London, but maybe in one of those other big cities because, you know, people who live in London could still go to that park and it's further away from Paris. So that's also better. And then also you could get a lot of people from like Ireland and Scotland coming there. Maybe Paris is too far of a, uh, you know, trip for them. They don't want to go all the way there, but maybe they will go to one if it's in a different city that's closer to where they're at. And that makes a lot more sense if we think about Universal building these like smaller mini lands. Like maybe Disney does not need to go huge on this. Maybe they don't need to build a huge resort, but maybe just something that's closer for those people to experience a little bit of Disney magic. And maybe something smaller on that side will still help them compete with what Universal Great Britain is trying to do. But what could they have in this park? I think it'd be really cool to kind of cater this towards some movies that happen in the UK. So and I love the idea that Universal is doing with Great Britain is we want to do something that is not in the other parks because then it gives people the reason to come over here and experience it. You know, I would say a Mary Poppins area would be so awesome. You got to have Mary Poppins if you're doing a park in the UK. You get to walk the streets of Cherry Tree Lane and maybe get to explore the house that the Banks family lives in. But maybe after you, you know, explore the Banks house, maybe you walk down and there's there's some way that they could bring you into a huge kind of cartoon world. You know, when Bert is drawing the chalk and they jump into the chalk, that'd be so cool to step into that world. And so you're like in Mary Poppins on the London side of things, but then also in it, in that cartoon world, maybe have a very big indoor area 
that, you know, maybe uses projection mapping, you know, all around you, but also has like a lot of really cool features and you're, you're inside that scene. That'd be really, really awesome. Or maybe you just have that in the ride and there's like a big showroom that your, your car goes into and you get to experience that. I've always wanted to kind of jump into that world ever since I saw that in the movie. So that'd be really awesome. Next, I think a huge property that they would need to do, and we are getting it in um, Tokyo Disney Sea, but it would be great to see it from another side is Peter Pan. And so we're getting a Neverland in Tokyo Disney Sea, but I would love to also visit like the Darling family house and maybe have a really cool transition from London to Neverland. So I just love the whole idea of the transitions, especially like from Galaxy's Edge, you know, when you are walking from like Frontierland and then you go through that little corridor and then you're now in a galaxy far, far away on the Outer Rim. And that would be really, really cool to kind of do with London to Neverland. And so it really feels like you're, you know, escaping out of the window and getting into a whole new world with Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Another property that's also, you know, based in the UK would be Winnie the Pooh. It'd be so cool to like experience hundred acre wood. You know, you, we have the rides, but we don't have like a full on section where you could just kind of explore the hundred acre woods with your kids, relive your childhood, maybe almost kind of like Toontown, you know, with the different houses and you get to experience that kind of thing. But in the Winnie the Pooh universe, that'd be so awesome. There's also something you could do with Brave, you know, add a little Scotland in there. You know, I know it's not like the favorite among the Pixar movies, but you know, Merit is a strong female character that I think a lot of, a lot of girls look up to and I love the movie. So that could be really, really cool to see in a UK park. If we're thinking of like just Europe in general, you know, one movie that I think is so underrepresented is Cinderella. I know you have the Cinderella castle at Walt Disney world, but imagine a Cinderella ride and maybe, maybe this park almost focuses like on the classics that aren't really touched upon in other Disney parks. We've talked to a lot of people who follow our page and they always talk about like how cool it would be to do, you know, like a almost a forgotten films land, just those movies that no one ever thinks about and have a lot of rides from that. And I think that would draw a lot of, uh, a lot of people in as well. And it doesn't even need to be like very niche, you know, um, cult classics, like Disney cult classics. It could just be movies that you don't get to experience. Like, Cinderella Sleeping Beauty as well takes place in Europe I think it takes place in France and yes we have you know Disneyland Paris but it would be cool to maybe like have that in there because we don't have a Sleeping Beauty ride but maybe this could be an area where there's a lot of favorite films I mean I'm thinking about like the Silver Age right but like maybe outside of that as well that we now have rides of. And so everyone kind of goes there to like experience those Disney movies that they love, but they can't experience anywhere else because there's so many, there's so many classic Disney movies that are untouched when it comes to rides. And so that would be really, really cool. But when I think about it rationally, I don't see Disney actually doing this, especially because Disneyland Paris is, is relatively close you know they i don't think they want to kind of infringe on disneyland paris but maybe somewhere else somewhere else in europe i'm not really sure exactly where but i think somewhere so that at least they have two there while universal has one and it seems like universal great britain they're going to be going all out so i think i think they need something new and fresh over there as well but if we look at the you know models that universal is also doing going with the smaller experiences 
like the Horror Unleashed and the Kids Park. Should Disney do something like that? We have Disneyland in California and Disney World in Florida. Do you think they're going to do any like smaller experiences in the United States or maybe outside of the United States? I'm not sure. Will they need to start thinking about that because of what Universal is doing? I don't know. But this kind of goes into what me and Emily are going to be talking about next week as we're, you know, still kind of in the new year. And I think next week will be the last episode of January. As we're just thinking about new and fresh, we are going to be brainstorming new ventures that Disney can get into. It's kind of like a think outside the box episode. You know, they they have their parks, they have their cruise lines. What else can they do? What other experiences can Disney have kind of scattered throughout the world? And we have a lot of fun ideas. Some could be plausible. Some are just kind of insanely off the wall, but it's going to be so much fun to talk about. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I want to hear from you guys. Do you think Disney will build another park somewhere else in the world? Do you think that they will maybe build something else over in the United States? Let us know, or will they just continue to expand what they currently have? We cannot wait to hear your thoughts, but thanks again so much for all your love and support. If you're listening on YouTube again, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that like button. It really helps us out. And we will catch you guys all next week. Have a good one. Bye.